0: Hello, I'm Emma Rice, the Artistic Director of Wise Children. We've done it. Wise Children, both the show and the company, have arrived at the Old Vic in London, and this is Tech Week. Now, Tech Week is a big week in the life of the show as it's when the technical teams start to assemble the set, rig the lights, the speakers, set up props, and get all the costumes and wigs ready. The week starts with what's known as the load-in, or fit-up. Now, this is the time when all the planning done by this army of designers, makers, builders, and engineers comes together, and we turn the theatre from a waiting shell into the world of wise children. We have just two days to get everything ready before the company join us on stage and we start full technical rehearsals. This is a strange time for me. My work in the rehearsal room is done and the actors are on a vital couple of days off and everyone else is busily trying to get on with their work. Effectively useless, I decided to make my way around the auditorium and make everyone talk to me about what it is they do. Let's start with Kath Bates, Wise Children's production manager, who is by far
1: the best person to tell us what's going on. I'm Kath Bates, I'm production manager for Wise Children. I'm and we're loading into the Elvig. We are starting with cast on stage this afternoon and we've been here for two and a half days. That's all we've been here for. And what, In a, in a sentence, what is your job? To get everything that is in a small model box to scale and everybody's creative ideas into a technical reality. Simple then. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what's been the biggest challenge of this, Wise Children?
1: We are opening an incredible venue in London and we have to be constantly aware that we're going to incredible venues elsewhere but they're not as large or as well supported as this and without trying to squash the ideas, trying to make that feasible and enjoyable on tour and not difficult.
0: So you're not only trying to get this show ready for the old Vic, you're, trying to, you're thinking about
1: ahead. Absolutely, and also more, more than technically trying to squeeze it in, making sure that for the team we have, that we've put together very carefully, the whole thing is enjoyable as well as feasible. Describe, so, describe the main bit of scenery for me. It's, it's an actual caravan, a 50s caravan that is more beautiful than a real one <laughs> and has an open face and moves around on stage. But it's like having a scaled-up doll's house for everybody to be in. Everybody wants to set props. Everybody wants to be in it. Everyone (laughs) wants to set props. Everyone wants to be in the caravan. Everyone wants a caravan of their own. (laughs) Just like that. And what do the next three days have in store for you? It's it's like you get to the bottom of your list at this point at two o'clock and then the list starts again when you actually put what's been in your head, everyone's heads, for months, months, and months and then you actually put real people on it and go, oh, okay. And add more to it. So it's like the second wind. And we me. add actors to it Yeah, that's I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Then everything falls apart. I forget sometimes, because I'm quite disconnected from rehearsals in some senses, I sort of forget that there's a whole other thing going on. I just I feel like, oh, there we are, jumped done. <laughs> and then obviously it's not. And it's, it will be great to see it properly and see what it becomes. I'm Vicki Mortimer and I'm a set and costume designer. What did you just say
2: to me? <laughs> talk to me about something else because i'm frustrated and annoyed <laughs> <laughs> what, what's frustrating and annoying you at this moment um i'm not going to talk about it because it affects a particular department and that would be unkind oh, Okay. however it's in the context of things looking exciting so it's fine fair enough <laughs> we're literally just stood in front of vicky's caravan which is currently spinning yeah uh it's very enjoyable and what we're trying to do is fix the winch positions so that uh, they've got cue points during the show that the winch man can follow.
0: I can't even believe we're talking about winches because... Vicky and I have known each other for decades. But what you do is such a detailed piece of uh, dissemination on so many levels and artistic interpretation. And winching is almost the last thing I think about with you. (laughs) But your job goes from choosing the colour palette of a piece of lace to the mechanics of a large moving piece of
2: furniture and winching. How does that work? Um, It's very difficult because at this stage... It's difficult to unpick it because it happens over a very long evolution from the first conversation that you and I might have about the story in its raw state. On this project, I don't know if you remember, but I think you sent me a draft of your adaptation and we just started talking about that and what we remembered about the book Mm -hmm. and what you... The sort of... Uh, the spirit that you wanted to draw from Angela Carter and put into the show. So it was a really non-tangible starting point. And I think it always is. It tends to be a kind of, almost a combination of, well, obviously there's instinct. We're quite, I think that one of the nice things about our collaborations is that we are very... um, fearless about instinct at being allowed to be part of our conversation it doesn't have to be a kind of empirical logical step by step it can be a celebration of gut quite a lot (laughs) and i think that leads to some really nice unexpected and life-affirming decisions that might not make logical sense to anybody else but somehow just sit inside the character of the show so going back to your question about where how does all the kind of how does it go from mechanics to detail to f- tininess bigness and all of that quite often by now i can be sitting in the auditorium at the beginning of a tech and not really remember designing the show you know <laughs> it's already just what it is and it's in an ideal world i think by now it's accumulated enough confidence in its own skin that uh all of the decisions that we make during the tech sort of make themselves you know it's sort of obvious what you should be doing
0: the show's sort of presenting itself to us
2: now yeah it's it's taken over we're (laughs) just obeying yeah we are telling us to do yeah and you know there is a part of me that goes how did we ever get a caravan on stage but in a way that we don't need to answer that question really anymore it is Wise Children. It is Wise Children. In yeah. a really broad... But that was you. I don't know whether you remember that, but I can
0: remember in one of those early conversations, you saying, I think it's about home and about theatre. Mm. And yeah. I'm thinking about a caravan. Yeah. And I, there's no going back from that. Yeah. You go, that's perfect. And yeah, It, it does it does bring in what it is to create a home but it's a temporary home and it's a humble home isn't it Like yeah. the humility of this caravan
2: yeah. in the Old Vic yeah. it is really moving already it really is and it's the sort of uh, the make do and mend the fact that you accommodate yourself on you know throughout a, you know, a theatrical life you accommodate yourself to the resources that are available somehow whether that's emotional sort of creatively artistic or financial but you have new parameters every time you start a job so there's something about to get really pretentious for a minute the metaphor of caravan living that feels really true to that you know that it's about making the most of what you've got. And that's real Wise Children, isn't it? That's Dora and Nora all over.
3: Who are you and what's your job? Uh, I'm Malcolm, the lighting designer on Wise Children. And uh, where are we in the process? So we're just about to start technical rehearsals. Spent a lot of time in the rehearsal room. uh, And we've got on stage two days ago and focused all of the lights, built the set. And now we get the actors to come and join us and put it all together. So (laughs) over the last few weeks, I've drawn a plan which... Indicates where each lighting fixture is in the air. So they all got rigged on Monday. Um, and then we've been pointing them all in the right directions to make a start of lighting the show.
0: How many lights have you got?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. Um, maybe 200. <gasps> maybe. If you count all the light bulbs and all the set, there's quite a lot more but maybe yeah. 200 real ones.
0: So there's a thing, there's obviously all the lights in the air, but we also often have things called practicals. Tell me about practicals, because I like a practical and you like a practical. I love
3: a practical. Um, a practical is anything on the set, which is sort of a real light, like not a theatrical fixture, but something that you might have in the real world quite often so we've got a lot of strings of festoon which are just light bulbs hanging on a big string like giant fairy lights hanging across the stage we've got a big sign that says wise children that lights up and chases and does things we've got some classic dressing table mirrors that you might imagine in um, a theatrical theatre dressing room with light bulbs around the mirrors And we have a caravan which moves around our set and inside that are various different light fixtures which go with different locations that it is. So we have another mirror with light bulbs around it. We have table lamps in a a little interior.
0: We've also Um, got um, braking
3: lights at the back of the caravan. And the caravan also has brake lights up? front lights and indicators which can (sighs) flash Um, all at appropriate times or inappropriate times if we get bored. Magic.
0: Just take me back a bit, you just said that you were in rehearsals and in Mm. my experience Uh I've never known another lighting designer spend so much time in rehearsals Mm -hmm. and it's one of the many things I love about you (laughs) Talk to me about what you do in rehearsals and what that process does for you
3: Um, I'm largely imagining how each scene might look Um, so kind of painting pictures in my head around what's happening on stage and that's what's physically happening on stage but also what I'm feeling in response to what's going on in the rehearsal room. Um, so the atmosphere of each scene, um, how each scene fits theatrically into them and how we tell the story. And actually, yeah, how we tell the story. There are lots of different ways of telling stories and lighting can be realistic, it can be abstract, it can be colourful, it can be bleak and monochrome but also the way it shifts from one scene to the next. Tells us how the story is being broken down and built up. Um, So I'm imagining all of those things in little pictures in my head, and trying to turn that into a lighting rig and a design which is really appropriate to what's happening.
0: I always think you paint
3: with light. Yeah, that's very nice, isn't it?
0: And you are a brilliant storyteller, and in fact there's one bit of the show, isn't there, when I ran out of all ideas, and then I go, Malcolm, over to you to change this location
3: oh yeah. yeah yeah and that's fine that's just like editing in a film we go you're in one place and then suddenly you're somewhere else completely and we can do that in theater just by changing the lights
0: and what's the best bit about the next few days and what's the worst bit uh
3: the best bit is being completely focused on the one thing that's happening in front of me which is the best thing about a technical rehearsal is all that is happening is what's happening on this stage in front of me It's complete focus which i love and getting from the beginning of this tale to the end, and the worst thing <clears throat> what's the worst thing? I guess it can get quite stressful at times. Mm-hmm. But hopefully if, we really, if we're all working together, then everyone knows that I haven't necessarily got the right solution the first time, mm-hmm. but then no one does. We've just been through a rehearsal process where everyone's making offers, creating things, and, and we're all editing each other's work. Uh, yeah, it can be nerve-wracking. It's usually the very beginning that's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Certainly today's going to be. I haven't had very much time to prepare lighting states for the show. So there's only a few cues at the beginning and I'm not quite sure I've got, got the world right yet. But that's fine.
0: You work in layers. You know, you start and you know, I I watch you I've watched you work for many years mm. and I watched you just build up mm. a world and a storyboard of yeah. of, of storytelling and colour that mm-hmm. builds up over previews.
3: That's true yeah yeah. Yeah I've got a pretty good plan A of what I'm going to do but I know that isn't the final product so even what I've imagined in my head which I haven't even got on stage yet I know it's not the final the final picture
0: Well I can't wait because I've been looking at <laughs> it in harsh rehearsal room light yeah. and I feel that this is where the magic wand comes Come, come and sit here <laughs> <Got one>. <laughs> <laughs> What's your
4: name? What do you do? Lizzie, Prop Supervisor. What does that mean? Um, The flowers and the butterflies, anything the actors touch, sit on, stand on, dance with, look at, that's all me.
0: Because it's not, I mean we're sat here and looking at a dressing table which has got so much beautiful detail, but it's not just that, it's trunks and theatre boxes. And the whole dressing of the caravan as well. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the
4: caravan. I can't do the caravan, but I can tell you that the dressing table is sat at, I'm looking at 36 individual items, and that's just the tabletop of one of our dressing tables, of which we have three, and then thousands of other things waiting in the wings. I think you're like a magician. I think you create miniature worlds. And all of the detail feeds into the story. But where do you get it from? I buy some. So we, what do I always say, we source from markets and charity shops and friends and family (laughs) and we make stuff out of stuff that wasn't supposed to be stuff like this this was a hat block and this was a candlestick amazing and that's how we've made our vintage wig block but you so i'm looking at this dressing table and the 30
0: props that are on it have you bought those in advance and then you pick out of your stock or did you, you buy them all for wise
4: children it's a mixture so for instance that talcum powder tin used to be my change my personal change tin i used to put my coppers in there and i thought it'd be perfect on the dressing table so i bought it in um the juggling balls we had a lady in spain hand make because they're hand stitched leather so she specialized in that that's what she did Wow, juggling balls, and then a lot of for us, for you, yeah, <gasps> for wise children. See, I didn't know that. That's yeah. amazing. Some of the some of the hand props Vicky and I bought at the antique market, um, some of the dressing table props, and some of the um, extra dressing table stuff has come up at my store that I thought would look good in the world. Um, we made the butterflies. These are butterflies on sticks. You have to yeah. see the show to know what that's about. Yeah, we made the butterflies, and that's carbon fiber rod. That's Feather Butterfly and they've got dowel handles on, so they can be puppeteered. Uh, the mirrors were all found either at charity shops or antique markets. And then this has been a bit of a labour of love with finding the right size mirror, then having the backboards cut in-house at the Old Vic and then the electricians on, the sh- on Wise Children have wired them all up and then my props team have put them all together as one unit and then mounted them on the dressing tables.
0: <laughs> they've just lit up, yeah. they've lit up our faces. Romantic. It's amazing, it's amazing. And this is a work of art
4: in itself. It's, a, It feels like an installation through time and history. But what's interesting is I bought, I got all the ingredients together and I said to Vicky about two hours ago, here's all your ingredients, let's do dressing tables. And it's like she got a magic wand and wafted it and all of a sudden it was perfect. Because that's what, how brilliant she is.
5: Who are you and what do you do? I'm Simon, and I'm the sound designer for Wise Children. What does that mean? It means that I'm in charge pretty much of what everybody else hears. So not just what the audience hears, but also what the company hears, so they can hear the band, and what the band hears, so they can hear the company, and also things like communication within the, between everybody working on the show as well. So, and
0: so. what people are listening to on headphones, so all the yeah.
5: way through. So all the way through. So whatever any noise or any sound that's being generated by the show comes under my remit so
0: it's artistic and technical
5: up until the point we go into te- the technical rehearsal my job is primarily technical so you're making sure the systems are working that there's there's lots of loud speakers in the auditorium so you're making sure they're all aligned and time corrected and equalized properly and then as we move into the technical rehearsal I can then start to concentrate on the creative delivery of the show and how we use all those elements to tell the story
0: And what sort of elements tell the story?
5: Uh, White Children's full of music and it's full of songs. And obviously we have the text itself, which is key. And my job, I can also bring things like sound effects to help underline some of those moments or to colour some of those moments in. So we might go to Brighton and visually we might see uh, some sands and we might hear seagulls and sea to tell us we're in Brighton. So my job would be to find the right type of sea and the right type of seagulls to make a very, very quick assumption that we're at the seaside. And
0: you're really good at that. I think you're really good at uh, the suggestion of place in a really immediate and emotional way.
5: Yeah, I think sound, we all have sound memories built in and... Whilst my sound memories won't be the same as yours, well, my job is to find the the common thread so we can make that shortcut in sound very quickly to say, oh, okay, we're outside, or we're in a restaurant, oh, it's morning, or we can use sound to define period as well as place. So there's lots of different ways we can use sound effects to aid a story along.
0: I also think uh, the way that you use sound is is really great for me because it gives a lot of articulation. It often gives some energy or uh, that can spin us between scenes.
5: Yeah, I mean, we'll, I'm always looking for those little moments where we can we call them little accents. So there's whether it's a move from a performer or whether it's a sudden change in mood in the text or whether it's a, a sudden move in staging and. Um, accenting those and I I look for little elements of sound which are drawn out of the world so on this we haven't started yet but on this we're thinking that it's the creak of stage floorboards and it might be the applause uh, or it might be the sound of fabric because of the way the front tabs are going to... the front curtains are going to fall in. So we're looking for lots of little abstracted sounds which we can then... I can then all glue together and make a little shape which is in the sound world we call a riser or a stinger, and we like, but I like to call them little accents.
0: So the thing we haven't talked about is the... We use radio mics, don't
5: we? We do use radios. Nobody <laughs> knew that, did they? <laughs> no, who knew? It's never come up before.
0: One of the things, I never used uh, radio mics until I worked with you and yeah. now I love them, I love what they give me as a director because they give me um, th- the ability to really craft performances from the very intimate to the very mm. large. It also allows me to have underscoring, so actors I can have music and text going on at the same time and I think it also allows me to have actors look after their voices over yeah. a long tour, so it's doing a lot for me. Um, which I want to hear any thoughts you've got. But one of the things that I cannot believe with your work is that it doesn't sound amplified. It doesn't. It feels like the voices are still coming from the people on stage. Mm. And how do you manage that alchemy?
5: With a company like this, we're blessed in that, acoustically, the company are very strong. So we have a, what we would call in the sound world um, a very strong source. So... Um, The performers are great and they're solid, which makes them ten times easier to reinforce or to amplify with a radio mic. And then we're just really careful. We apply, I suppose I've applied what I've learned from doing musicals and applied that into the play world. Every actor that comes on stage, we have to find a solution for, whether that's EQ or mic placement or type of mic. Um, so there's lots of data that happens on the, at the mixing console. Um, we I use a very particular type of loudspeaker system and then I'm very careful about how that loudspeaker system's tuned in the auditorium and it, it takes a long time and you just have to have enough energy to keep going in every day. And, refining and refining and tweaking and tweaking until it's absolutely as uh, we would call it transparent as possible so no one starts to really notice whether it's there or not we're always using the most expensive loudspeaker we can, the most expensive microphone we can, so everything's at the very high end Producers love to hear that They love it when I say that Especially, (laughs) Poppy is absolutely delighted we're using the most expensive loudspeaker on this show. But But the the results are as you say,
0: natural, which is I don't think
5: people come into this work, my work
0: with you as sound designer hearing amplified sound. No I, I mean,
5: we don't I don't think they do anyway and I, I wouldn't like people to feel that it's it's overly amplified. It's a trick it's an, like, like most things in theater it's an illusion. We use lots of little fiddly bits of maths to make everything feel as transparent as it can. Magic.
6: Hi, I'm Lucy, I'm costume Supervisor. What does that mean? I work with our designer, Vicky, to put the costumes together to go on stage. That sounds really simple. <laughs> it's very simple. I look at some pictures, buy some stuff, make people wear it's it. It's so not simple. <laughs> it's one
0: of the most complicated jobs in <laughs> theatre. I'm laughing because <laughs> I watch Lucy try and translate this crazy show where everybody's transforming every five minutes into a costume world that makes sense, has beauty, and is practical. That's what we aim for,
6: definitely. How many, how many changes of costume are there in this show? Um, oh, I haven't actually counted, so I would say each person has maybe three or four characters. Yeah, they're pretty busy. As are you. <laughs> Not right now.
0: <laughs> but there's amazing detail that I'm watching. Things like Um, because we go through um, history and different generations, is that when we meet the young characters, they're in these very vivid costumes, and later on we meet the older characters, and they're in the same costumes, but they're slightly faded. How do you do something like that?
6: How do you do that? Well, we've used a company called Hatley Print, who have worked with Vicky to create the faded fabric. So we've bought the initial, for instance, on the tartan. It's It's an original tartan that we've bought down from Scotland. We've then scanned it. And uh, Vicky and Hatley Print have worked out what level they wanted to fade the tartan out till. Um, And there are a few different variants in that. You can just shade down the color, but you can also uh, diffuse the strength of it as well. So there's been a bit of process there. And then we've pressed go and they've printed it and we've given it to a maker who's made some beautiful trousers extraordinary Mm. detailing that is going to really add up to an amazing bit of storytelling It's a real treat to do, visually for us, it's just an absolute gem and we've done that with uh, a couple of pairs of trousers only one pair have been printed, the other pair of velvets that we've bought uh, a couple of shades to try and step that fade and then the kimonos that the Noradoras wear we've got a faded set of those as well, so it's really beautiful Very exciting. Um, We're about to start tech, the actors are about to
0: arrive, and I am, as director, I'm most scared about the costume changes. (laughs) Uh, Scared sounds wrong, but it's so complicated, so everybody has to be really ahead of the game, which, of course, is the one thing none of us are.
6: No, well, we can preempt as much as possible, and we've had a lot of timings from the rehearsal room, from you, and from stage management. So we've tried to build in quick change options into their costumes, poppers, elastics, on and off, nice and quick and easy. Uh, We had a bit of a day yesterday where we practiced a lot of stuff, which was great fun and really helpful. Uh, So now really all we can do is run at it and see what happens. (laughs) And I'd just like to point out that Lucy is marvellously wearing a tape measure around
0: her neck (laughs) and is currently tying it into a necklace. I love it. The iconic look of a costume
7: supervisor.
6: I can't let it go. It's my safety net.
7: (laughs) Hello, I'm Steph and I am the company stage manager. And what are your primary tasks? Okay, so at the moment... um, what I'm currently doing is I'm on the book. So in the purposes of tech, I am calling the show, all the lighting cues and the caravan moves, etc. In my wider role as a company manager, it's looking after the company um, on a day-to-day basis and uh, helping manage schedules and stuff like that. And as a stage manager, sort of having an overall eye on the um Performance rehearsals, and uh, all the factors that need to go into making the show. You did really well. Thanks. <laughs> Can I say? Right, me and Steph met 20... No, not 2010. ten. Twelve
0: years ago. Um, yeah, seven? Yeah, and I've never met anybody as... Um, able, talented, warm-spirited. It's like she holds the heart of um, every production she works on. So when she boils it down to that list of tasks that she does it's nothing compared to um it feels like she holds everything in her um kind hands not only the order that everything goes in the show which is the book isn't it mm-hmm. so you literally tell everybody what to do but you tell me what to do <laughs> Steph tends to know when I need to get breakfast or do an interview but also really looking after the company welfare it's extraordinary what you do Right, that's me <laughs> just saying that. And I never, ever want to make a piece of work without Steph beside me. Just going to say that. Um, but at the moment, you're
7: sat in the auditorium next to the biggest box of technology. What's that? I mean, it's ridiculous. I think it could be a quarter of the size <laughs> that it is. But this has got all the cue lights for cueing this. So I've got the Flyers-LX sound. I've got the MD. Yeah. Mid-stage open. Um, so I've got the flies, LX sound, uh, I've got the band, I've got the winch operator for the caravan moves, and I've got a cue light for the cast should we need it, which we haven't used yet. So I've got the cue lights and I'm able to talk to company backstage. I'm able to make front of house calls, which is sort of relevant at the moment, but will come into its own from tomorrow. And I am able to talk to everyone in the technical team. So, so for
0: those of you that...
7: Oh, and I've Can't got two imagine. screens. Oh, yeah,
0: and she's looking at the screens. You know in The Wizard of Oz, when they pull back the curtain, oh, that's the what Steph that's is. Bad, she's the wizard. In a good way. <laughs> in a good way. You are the wizard. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I tell you what, if I pulled back the curtains and you were there, I'd be delighted. Oh, thank you very much, I'm <laughs> And Get
8: back to work. I'm Charlie. I'm the assistant stage manager for Wise Children, which means I take care of backstage and all of the props. And that
0: sounds like a small job. It's an absolutely massive job because there's so many props in this show.
8: There are a lot of props in this show because we're creating so many different worlds so we just seem to have thousands of objects on stage. Uh, So it's actually quite a big job for this show we were just looking at some so just describe what you've just showed me here Um, so I'm looking at a chest that's got photo albums and scrapbooks on it and this is Grandma Chance's old records of what Nora and Dora used to do when they were showgirls Um, so we've got beautiful pictures old pictures of showgirls old theatre posters and tickets and uh, postcards that the girls would have sent her and uh, a ticket set that says Duke of York's theatre which is one of the lines from the show so the that's gone in is really incredible I've never seen anything like it because you know the audience has never seen
0: it but by putting this amount of detail sort of gives a, an integrity to the production doesn't it yeah that feels really really moving it it's really like we're creating our
8: own history as well as Angela Carter's completely it brings our world to life which makes it more <laughs> believable for the actors playing the characters and it means that we're all living in this world And we've really created a, a magical Realism for ourselves.
0: And and then I'm going to let you get on with your job. Because look, there's loads of people waiting. (laughs) Lots of crew waiting for me to do my reset. (laughs) Describe the sort of um, because Charlie's basically leading things like a royal tournament with this caravan. Describe (laughs) the caravan changes. Um, (laughs) So
8: the caravan uh, is our piece of moving scenery. It becomes four different settings within our show. So uh, sometimes I have one or two minutes to be resetting it to an entirely different world, which means taking all the furniture out. We're about to spin the caravan, so I'm just going to climb out That's me, (laughs) chucked off stage, is what you just heard.
0: It's astounding to watch this incredibly experienced and energetic team bring all the elements together so seamlessly. I look around the auditorium and I see friends, old and new, all working together to problem-solve. They have a common goal, which is to realise the vision of the show in the most generous and creative way. They make it look so easy and effortless. But I know just how hard this work is and how much planning and care has gone into every detail. Their calmness when I interview them belies the enormity of the project they're overseeing. I'm going to name it. This is an exceptional and highly skilled team of people working at the peak of their powers and I am agog with admiration and gratitude.
3: So ladies
2: and gentlemen, just so you know, in the blackout, we're going to be bringing the, uh, while you're exiting, we're going to be bringing the theatre
8: cloth in,
0: okay. so. After two long days of fit-up, the band is tuning up and the cast are getting into costumes and wigs for the first time. We're now heading into the technical rehearsal process where we work slowly through the show, adding all the different elements. Here, we will discover new ideas and lose some that don't work. And the acting company will slowly start to adapt to the space and their new surroundings and all the added complications of costumes and wigs and props and radio OK,
8: works. standing by, please. Take it from... Thank you, Noor.
0: And all the time, everyone is aware that the clock is ticking. We are heading towards Saturday night and our first dress rehearsal. We've invited some friends to cheer us on our way. About 700 of them. No pressure at all. thank you for being here and for being here to launch not only the show wise children but the company wise children next time I'm going to be talking to the cast as we develop the show through previews in our run-up to press night